It's the Heated Agreements Podcast with your host, Matt Thompson. It's the podcast where just agreeing with the host isn't enough. You have to agree for the right reasons. And now, here's your host, Matt Thompson. Today on Heated Agreements, we have my good friend Andy Lang. He is back after our podcast last time where we discussed issues that piss us off that shouldn't. Uh, we started talking about what was the next thing we wanted to talk about, and he had a brilliant idea, uh, an idea he's been stewing on that he wanted to run past me, and I thought it would be perfect for this show. Andy joins us from the Golf Betting Guys podcast. Andy, welcome back. Thank you. It's a, it's an interesting week to record this because it's the British Open so because I record a, a golf podcast, my sleeping schedule is all out of whack. I, we're going to get done recording this around 1030. I'm going to sleep for a couple hours, and then i got to be up for the, the 2 a.m. tea times and then just watch it all the way through the day, the morning, the afternoon, sleep a little bit, and then at the end of the British Open, figure out a way to get back on regular sleep schedule. It's a, it's, it's, it's a crazy week. So what but, you're saying yeah. is you're, you're dedicated to your craft. you got to be, man. you got to be. Well, but to, this, to be, this, to be authentic. Part, <laughs> well, this podcast is near and dear to my heart. It's all about sports. You told me to come up with something and uh, for the podcast, and this kind of took on a, a life of its own. I called you. I said, hey, I got a great idea. So here's, here's what I want to do. I feel like most guys can relate to this. I'm always fascinated with what is the difference between professional athletes and average guys. So guys like you and me who play sports for fun, um, maybe we played high school, maybe we played a little college. How big is the difference in the various sports from the average guys to the professionals? And so, so what I came up with was take the average guys, just the average person that's listening. I give you one month to practice. This is your job. You get one month. You can have the best trainers in the world, the best nutrition. You get one month. I throw you into one game of this professional sport. How good or bad can you do? So, so I, I've got ten. I've okay. got ten sports that I ranked from ten being I think you might actually be able to hang, and one being no chance. And, and and by the way, there's no way any average guy could compete with professional athletes at their craft. It's just no, not going to happen. No. But it's it's what what do you have the best shot of actually? doing it so this is this is average schmo you pick some guy out of a bar you grab him you say i'm giving you one month to train and you've got to go do something and you're going to give you're going to give us this list from most likely to be able to succeed to no way in hell or you're going to go the other way around yeah no i'm going to start with most likely you could you could do something and ending with the most impossible okay and I, i i i feel unique that i that i that i can actually do this because i have friends that played professional sports um you and i referee sports Mm -hmm. um through several jobs that i've had for example i've got to work with mixed martial arts guys um basketball professional basketball players i I, i've i've seen a lot so i actually feel like i can actually do pretty good on this so so what's um, what's the threshold that you said here is it living is it being able to compete somewhat is it not making a total ass of yourself one game. How bad do you do? Can you, okay. One game. You get you get one month to train. One game. How bad do you look? Okay. There? What about the choices on like, sports? Were what, there any parameters of the sports that you picked? Um, when we go through, you kind of see. I, I wanted professional ones, so I eliminated the obscure 
Olympic one. So like freestyle skiing, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I don't put that as a freestyle sport. Yeah. So, Power walking. um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, these are sports that everybody knows. Okay. And, and, and they're professional. These are, these are professional. Um, I, I'll start with the honorary mention cause I didn't know where to put this, mm-hmm. um, bodybuilding. Okay. The, the reason is it's all, about how your body looks so giving somebody one month to prepare is kind of unfair but if you can imagine if i gave you one month and then you had to go out and do a bodybuilding event (laughs) how ridiculous i I would lose before i took my shirt off (laughs) i wouldn't even have to unrobe it's like uh, you didn't you you didn't win (laughs) just go back to the back (laughs) yeah so have another long john tubby so I give I give it an honorary mention because of how hilarious it would look if the average guy tried to do this. But I can't put it in the top ten because of you only get one month. Okay. So all, all right. right. So all right, so here's number ten. I actually have basketball as number ten. The most and, li- and that's the most likely where if you were given a month you could somewhat compete. On a yes. pers- on a professional yes. level. You're yes. talking NBA. Um, I'm talking NBA. You're up. You're up, champ. The Golden State's coming to town. You're playing. You're playing the two guard. And this so, this, this is this is starter. This isn't like guy off the bench cleanup time. No, 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 no. You're in the game, dog. You're, you got to So okay, here's why I say basketball. If I give you one month, you can probably practice for one month shooting three pointers from one spot. And even though you're not going to be able to dribble, you might be able to play a little bit of defense. You could set a pick. They're not going to guard you. So if you could figure out how to shoot threes in, in one spot, just say, you know what, corner three or top of the key, mm-hmm. I think I could, I think in one month you could actually make one or two shots in a game. You could be kind of Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And now I, I will say of all athletes I've ever interacted with, basketball players – the ultimate, um, they just don't look like us. No. <laughs> like, like, like Shaquille O'Neal was the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. I, like, I'm not saying you can go out there and compete. No way. But I do think you can at least run around. You could try and play defense. You could definitely set picks. Yeah. You might be able to uh, uh, get a charge. You, called yeah, oh, you, you got six fouls. Yeah, you could go out. You could just be the guy who goes out and fouls somebody. You know, it's like, hey, absolutely. Why don't you go foul Dwight Howard every time he's in the lane? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would just laugh at you. He would just laugh at you. Don't let him get the shot off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have basketball as number ten. You know, um, that, that's uh, it, the, right. you raised some really good points there, and I, I will say that. The most interesting thing about that is, you're right, the look. Because you, you look at a guy like John Stockton, uh, who's, I think he was six one, and he looked like a midget out on the floor. You, uh, know, you, you put a guy under six foot out there, and it's just, you know, you are going to look so out of place, probably more so than almost any other sport. I met, I met Steve Nash once. At the same time, I met Dirk Nowitzki. Steve Nash towered over me. He does not look big. I had to look up at him. And Dirk, his shoulders are, are four feet wide. I, you know, it's it's really incredible. But I do think you might be able to at least get a couple shots off yeah. and maybe one or two go, goes right. goes in. So, all right, nine. Uh, number nine, I have cycling. Okay? Okay. So, Tour de France, which is perfect timing because the Tour de France is happening right now. All right? Okay. Now, 
I'm not saying that you can compete, all right? And I'm going to give you some facts. I looked this up. So on the Tour de France, cyclists burn about 7,000 calories per day. Mm-hmm. That's that's 120,000 for the race. That's equivalent of 252 double cheeseburgers. <laughs> they they sweat about 32 gallons of sweat for the race. In in one of the years, <laughs> they, they climbed the equivalent of Mount Kilimanjaro and Mount Everest three times. Ooh. That's one race. <laughs> All right. I get, average- well, I get winded going up my driveway on a bike. <laughs> yes. I'm right. And it's downhill. The average speed is four. <laughs> the average speed is 41 kilometers an hour. Ooh. All right. But here's the thing. If I gave you a month, let me ask you this. Do you at least know how to ride a bike? Yes. Okay. That's half the so battle. You could at least, you could at least get through it. Now, it might take you two days to do a stage that takes them four hours. You might have to sleep in between, <laughs> but you at least know how to ride a bicycle. Now, so, is, <laughs> is, is there in the Tour de France, is there a, a bus like in the back? Like if you run a mini marathon or a marathon, there's usually the, the bus where, hey, you're going too slow. Get on the bus. Yeah, it's a, it's a chase vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they've got that they, in the Tour de France. Yeah, well, they have to. If they have a big wreck, they need to pick up the you know the pieces mm-hmm. of the bikes and the, and the cyclists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but so I I can't I can't put cycling on a much higher just because they use a special piece of equipment and I at least know how to use that piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. I could at least get it done. It would take me forever, but I could do it. I could at least get it done. So, um, all right, number eight, I have golf. Yeah. So uh, this is obviously near and dear to my heart. I host a golf podcast. If you've ever been to a golf event, (laughs) the best players in the world, they don't look like average guys now. They are legit athletes. Like some of the best players in the world are well over six foot. They're muscular. They're lanky. And the courses they play are so ridiculously hard. Guys can't – you can't imagine what it's like to play in major championships. However – I can still swing a golf club and hit a golf ball. And this is kind of piggybacking off of cycling. Mm-hmm. I can at least get through a round of golf. I may be 30 or 40 shots behind the leader, <laughs> but I can at least punch the ball <laughs> around the course <laughs> and get through a round of golf. And it will It'll eventually get to the hole. Everybody will laugh at me. I will be terrible, but I can at least do it. And with a month of practice, I at least might be able to master like two clubs and i don't say master but if you get like the, the best pro and say I, I all i need to know is how to hit a driver and a seven iron that's it i'll figure out the rest and you just you just make your way through it so i can't put golf any higher just because you could get through an actual event you'd be terrible but you could get through it we're we're, we're getting ready to get into some ones that you couldn't even get through the the event okay now so, it, let's backtrack just a second because i would think I I'm going to disagree with you on on nine and uh, and eight because I I would put golf behind cycling. I think really you're more likely if you grab average guy, he's yep. going to do better in a golf event than average guy uh, riding a bike in the Tour de France. I, I was at the U.S. Open this year. You can't possibly imagine how hard that course was. It, TV doesn't do it justice. We're, we're going to have to disagree, which probably works better mm-hmm. for the show. 
But walking up and down the hills there, a, a par four, which guys were shooting four on, I would be ecstatic with an eight. I mean, ecstatic. I would, I'd be jumping for joy if I was, if I was four shots. So, okay. If, if, if you were to, all right, let's, let's take it up a notch for these three. If you are not just average dude, but you're a guy who plays regularly, but is in, by no means like close to qualifying, you know, you're just, yep. you're just an enthusiast. You like to ride your bike. You like to play golf. You like to play basketball. Well, my co-host of the podcast, he played in college. He actually hustled for many years. He would go to the course and he and his buddies would hustle guys. So he's a good golfer. He's yeah. a great golfer. One of my, uh, my former co-hosts on, uh, on sports talk radio, Jason Hoffsets was a cyclist. Or not a cycle. He, oh, he really enjoyed okay. cycling, so I'll, I and I would use him as somebody who, you know who cycled. So these guys are enthusiasts about it. In no way, you know, close professional. If they had a month to train in any of those three sports, do you still rank it the same that you would have the same amount of success? Like the average golfer would have a harder time than the guy who plays pickup basketball regularly succeeding in the NBA. Well, see, that's why I put golf uh, just ahead of cycling, because if you pick an average guy off the street, what if he doesn't play golf? Mm -hmm. There's more people that know how to ride a bicycle than know how to swing a golf club. Clever argument there. I see. Yeah. Good, good, uh, good twist. I did. I did my research. Okay. I, I'm, I'm cheating here on this one. I'm putting two sports together on, on number seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now hear me out. I have tennis and, and volleyball, beach volleyball, right? Okay. So the reason I put these two together as a tie is these sports, it all comes down to the serve. The difference between the average guy and a professional serve is incredible. So we just got done with Wimbledon, correct? Mm -hmm. I went and I just picked, I clicked on an average match at Wimbledon, an average men's match. Matt, guess what the speed of the first serve was? The average speed of the first serve in that match. I'm going to say 120. It's a hundred and you're damn good. 118 miles an hour. Wow. Now, okay. Take the average guy. There is no way you're going to get 118 mile an hour serve back over the net. The only thing you can do is hold out your racket. Hope it hits it. (laughs) But even if it does hit it, you're just hitting a lollipop that the guy's going to shoot it right up your ass. <laughs> the, if, a, no- if a 120 mile an hour ball hits the racket <laughs> I'm holding, that racket's flying into the crowd. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it would be the quickest match ever. And now these guys are used to hitting 180 mile serves. What happens when the average guy gets up there and shoots a 50 mile an hour lob over there? <laughs> Taking his head off. I mean, you know, the first so, time you stand there with a serve coming at you, those white shorts aren't white anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's, it's the same, it's the same with volleyball. I have, I have a couple friends that played at a pretty high level at volleyball. So I looked it up. Volleyball pro men's players can serve the ball up to 120 miles an hour. A volleyball, a volleyball. <laughs> That's spikes incredible. Can re- spikes can reach 70 miles per hour. The fastest spike ever recorded in a match was 81 miles an hour. Now, Matt, you and I have played rec volleyball. Mm-hmm. How fast, if you really got a hold of one, <laughs> like, like perfect set, you come flying up to the net. How fast, could you get it over 30? I, I was thinking maybe double digits. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So... so <laughs> So, if I really got all I, of it, I might be able to get to like just, twelve or thirteen. the The reason I the reason it's only at seven 
is because I think you can at least touch the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do anything with it, but you can at least touch it. <laughs> so it's going to hurt like can, hell, but you can, gonna you hurt. Can. It's you're not going to do anything with it. You're not going to win any point. No point. No, at no point will you win. You will get unless, zero unless they hit it out of bounds. That's that's the only yeah, a double fall. That's all, is only, all you get. Yes. So I have te- I have tennis and beach volleyball just because of the serve aspect. It's the only ones I've got where you got that serve, you know, to deal with. So, it's uh, uh, you know what? That's a huge leap. I think between all of those sports, the leap between golf and tennis is the most dramatic. Like there, you know, it's I a, think you've got a zero percent chance of being any what's any anywhere successful as an average dude going out and playing tennis against a pro. You know, it's interesting you say that because I had 10, 9, 8, and 7 kind of being in their own realm. Mm-hmm. And then I have I have 6, 5, 4, and 3 being in their own world. And to me, there's a clear number 2 and 1. A clear number 2 and 1. So you've with got, a clear number 1. So there's more of a, a gap. clear number 1. You're saying there's more of a gap between the next one in tennis than there is between golf and tennis. Where, yes. And we're, and we're both agreeing that you have zero shot at scoring any zero. points in tennis. Zero. Yes. Uh, coming off the world cup, I have soccer at number six. Um, <laughs> you don't even think imagine, that by accident you could, you could do okay in soccer. Cause there's so many other people here. I, let me tell you my soccer story. Okay. okay. And this is why, this is why I put soccer above. So after I gra- graduated college, um, I was playing in a, in a men's league and it was, it was kind of, it was a semi pro, but it was very competitive. I was, I was one of the only English speaking guys in this league and I played defense and, and we were pretty good. We were one of the, you know, in one of the top halves and it was, it was very competitive. Like crap, like people would come and watch. Mm-hmm. So our last game of the season, I show up and the other team is wearing jerseys with the Mercedes logo on it. <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm watching him warm up and I'm going, Oh my God, this is not any other team. Like what they played. This was, I'm guessing they weren't just like from the uh, dealership. The, this was an Olympic junior Brazilian squad that travels around. So this is these are kids. All right, I'm mm-hmm. an adult. I'm in my early twenties. I'm in my prime. Mm-hmm. These these kids were in their late teens, and they were a junior Olympic qualifying. Not 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 Olympic below Olympic. They were below the junior Olympic. Okay. okay? They scored a goal eight seconds into the game, off of a set play. We lost that game 22 to 1 and the one goal we scored was they accidentally scored on themselves. They tried to pass the ball back and they scored on themselves. When I say we couldn't touch the ball, we could not touch the ball. And and I had I had offers to play in division 2. I had scholarship offers mm-hmm. to play D2. I could not get my foot on the ball. Okay, well and let me- that was against young guys. But that's you and a now bunch try- But that's you and a bunch of other people like you what if you were on that really good team i would never touch the ball they would never pass it to me and if i did if i'm and and matt that's an olympic junior team yeah the the whole premise of this is what if they throw you into the world cup what what, what if what what if you have to guard messy (laughs) get out there son (laughs) give it the old college get him thompson get him thompson (laughs) oh he scored he scored Uh, off of you Okay, the best Americans in the world, the best Americans in the world couldn't even qualify for the World Cup. 
couldn't even qualify. We couldn't even put a team of all-star soccer players in the World Cup. So now I'm going to take the average schmo and put him against Spain? No way. Okay, what, 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 what if you put him in the MLS? Is that a little different? It's the same thing. You can't imagine how fast these guys are, the touches with the ball. If you play defense, you, you wouldn't touch the ball. They would dribble circles around you, absolute circles around you. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. You, you, you legit would not touch the ball. So, all right, what, if you were the goalie, what are your chances of blocking a shot? None. None. It would be op- only if they hit it right at you. Right. And even then, it might knock you back into the goal. <laughs> it could hit you in the foot and you'll be concussed. It, it, yes. Yes. So I have soccer. Okay. Val- uh, valid points. Soccer number six. All right. We're, we're in the top five now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting down. Um, I, I, I cheated again here. I have two sports, but one is because it's overseas. So I put football and rugby um, I didn't know what to do with rugby because it's overseas and most people that listen to this live in America. Right. I have actually played rugby once uh, with some of my friends that live over in Ireland. About one minute into the game, I got tackled. I, I, I miraculously ended up with the ball and I got tackled. Mm-hmm. It hurt so bad, I laid there and laughed. <laughs> it hurt. It, I was past crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. And I actually got... Uh, the honor to go watch Ireland versus uh, Scotland and rugby. Mm-hmm. These guys, these guys are just animals. They're on a whole, they're on a whole nother, another level. You would, you, you would just get killed. It's the same with football. It's the same with football. I, I have several friends that play uh, professional football. And when you, when you play sports with them, you're just like, Oh my God, you're <laughs> there's, I, I can't compete with you. I think the fear but factor with, alone would be enough to make anybody tap out before they ever even walked on the field. The other reason why this is in the top five is there's zero percent chance you finish the game. There's no way. No. And so, so the other thing that makes football a little tough is I didn't know what position to put. So I'm not going to say, Oh, you can just do kicker, long snapper, punter. So I'm saying you get your pick of quarterback or wide receiver or running back or like, I don't know, safety. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, did you, okay. Do you let's say, let's show? say, all right, let's say average guy is defensive end and he actually gets to the quarterback. Does the quarterback just flick him away? <laughs> like this, he's got a clear okay. shot at tackling the quarterback. Does he even make the tackle? All right. Let's talk about this fictional scenario where you or me actually quote gets to the quarterback <laughs> in order for us to, in order for us to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. A, there has to be such a big lapse in <laughs> in an offensive line. You're playing <laughs> like, the Browns. Like plan. Okay, yeah. you're playing the Browns. They mm-hmm. they they decide, you know what, we're gonna quadruple team this guy over there. We're gonna let Lang have a free shot. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> First off, it's going to take me forever to get to the Exactly. This is the world's <laughs> the slowest play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slowest developing. It's the Statue yeah. of Liberty. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? No, what? No, let's say that. Thompson, you're out there. Middle right. linebacker. Mm-hmm. Let's hit him on a safety blitz. So you, you hit the hole and you're open on a safety blitz. Mm-hmm. Again, you have a running start. It's still going to take forever. Yeah. That quarterback is going to take one step to the side, and you're not going to touch his jersey. <laughs> not even touch it. Uh, the, I guarantee you're not going to touch it. I'd say it's, even if one of us were to get to the quarterback, uh, with as big and powerful as those guys are, and you lay your shoulder right in his gut, you fall down, he stays up and completes the pass. Yeah. Okay. So now let's flip it. 
imagine if they throw you in at quarterback. Okay. <laughs> and now you... <laughs> You better have the world's best offensive line. Because <laughs> one, you've never seen more intentional grounding calls in your life. If I have to play quarterback, like if I was in the, I would my shotgun. I'd be fifteen yards behind the, behind the center. It looks like they're punting. No, that's just how Thompson wants to line up. For, he needs he needs a lot of room to be able to fall down into the fetal position. Okay, so now now your wide receiver. Good luck getting open, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Against a shutdown <laughs> corner. Well, let alone, let's say they have you run the go route. How long does it take you to get from yeah. get from your twenty to the fifty? I, I don't know if this whole thing was, uh, uh, you know, uh, in my subconscious. But do you remember they did a show like this, uh, Joe's versus Pro? Yeah. Do you I remember, remember this show? I remember show? that. Yeah. Okay, I, it didn't last very long, and I wish it would have. But I think it, I think it became so ridiculous that they just kind of got rid of it but i remember the football one and what i remember was they had jim mcmahon this is like crippled jim Mm -hmm. mcmahon who can barely stand up and like 49 year old jerry rice 50 year old jerry rice going up against two like like you know average guys like except these guys are really athletic Mm -hmm. and the premise of the show was can you guard jerry rice and McMahon had one pass. He only got one pass, and Jerry Rice had to score a touchdown. And I think he scored ten out of ten times. <laughs> like, like a, a crippled Jim McMahon, a geriatric Jerry Rice. Guys in their prime couldn't couldn't keep up with them. I, so, so I, I've got football and rugby as well. Okay, yeah. All right. I agree with that. Moving one. on. Moving on. I think this is going to surprise people. Number four, I have auto racing. And I'm including NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. Okay. I think people would say, well, I can drive a car. I I could do that. Matt, what is the fastest you've ever gotten a car up to? Well, for me, it's a little different. I was able to do the the two-seater and the the single test drive of uh, an IndyCar, and I was able to get it up to 180. Okay. Were you driving? Yes, I was driving. Okay. And that was one of the coolest experiences of my life, but also one of the most frightening. And I was alone on the track. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Now put 30 cars around you. <laughs> and by the way, if you're doing 180, they're doing mm-hmm. 220. They're doing 220. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, there's, uh, there's a dog behind me that does not agree with your assessment. On, okay. <laughs> on auto All racing. right. <laughs> okay. Now, what track? What track were you on? Uh, I was on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay. Now I'd like to put you on a road course. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> in a in a for, in a Formula One car. Yeah. Not going to happen. And and I and I will also I'll, I'll tell you this story. In 1984, there's a there's a very there's a famous uh, Formula One story. Ayrton Senna, R.I.P. Ayrton Senna, my mm-hmm. favorite race car driver of all time. So. This was in 1984 where they didn't have like safer barrier walls. They had just con- they just had concrete. I mean, it was just you know if you wrecked, you were you were done. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the elite drivers at the time, and he there was a bunch of wrecks in this race. And he came out of a turn and he hit the wall. And they interviewed him and they said, you know, why did you wreck? That was you know at a spot where you shouldn't have wrecked. And he said that wall has moved. They're like, what do you mean the wall's moved? He said, I run the same line I always do. That wall has moved. They measured it. It had moved six inches 
they moved it six inches from a wreck mm-hmm. to the next green flag lap. That's how precise the best drivers in the world are. They, they, he knew a wall moved six inches. That's incredible. And, and, it, and it caused him a wreck. So the hand-eye coordination, trying past people, uh, do 120 miles an hour. There's no way. And also, you're not going to complete the race. There's, you're no. just not because you have to keep a, you have to keep a minimum speed, or they tell you you're done. So I don't see how you complete a football race, but I really don't see how you complete a, a 500 mile NASCAR Formula One Indy car race. I don't see how maybe the average guy does it. Maybe on an oval, if you stayed completely away from all the other traffic. Like you let everybody else pass you and you just went, you know, you maintain the minimum speed road course. No, I don't think I, I, there's no way you could keep up to the minimum speed on that. You die after the first hairpin turn. (laughs) Okay. Of, of, of all of the types of motor racing, the, the, the big ones, which one do you think you would have the most likelihood to be able to survive? I would say NASCAR. It's NASCAR because Formula One, they're they're based. The cars these days are computers. Um, mm-hmm. There's just so much going on. You have to shift. They only run road courses. I mean, the the technology is ridiculous. And then IndyCar, you know, just open wheel. You're going to get squirrely, mm-hmm. and you know, you get a little squirrely. You break a suspension, you're out. With NASCAR, you can at least get squirrely, bump into somebody, bump into the right. wall, and your car still at least runs. It's a little more so, forgiveness. Yes. 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 So, yeah, so okay. all right, we're into the we're into the top three. Do, do you can you guess what these are? Do you have in your um, mind? Do you have an idea in your mind? Well, one of the big ones I'm still thinking of that's not on there is baseball, and I, I would I would put baseball up high. Baseball's just three. Okay, that that was the one baseball's that I was waiting three. for. I I I dare the average guy to go right now to your local batting cage. And try and hit what your batting cage calls a quote fastball. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Seventy miles an hour? Yeah. If that. <laughs> okay. All right. Now go stand on the plate and have Chris Sale throw a hundred a hundred mile fastball that's moving. <laughs> I, yeah. I really, I really, truly think if you gave the average guy against an elite. Major league pitcher. I think if you gave him a hundred pitches, I don't think he could make contact with any of them. I think if you picked the worst, I, really don't. Like, I think if you took the unanimous worst pitcher in MLB the and put him up against average guy, you still Sonny, go over a hundred. Sonny Gray of the Yankees is an atrocity right now when he plays at home. He's actually not mm-hmm. bad on the road, but he's awful at home. There's, there's no no way I could hit a baseball from him. There's no way I couldn't make contact. Mm-hmm. I would have to start swinging before he released all. It would have to be a total the accident. It's to you so quick. And and major league pitchers, even the bad ones, it, there's not accidents. <laughs> like and that's, no. I don't see how you could possibly possibly you know uh, do that. Now let's flip it, Matt, just for fun. Guess who's taking the mound tonight, Thompson? You are. <laughs> First of all, do you? It just, can, can you throw a strike? Is it possible to throw a strike? Even if the guy doesn't swing, could you get yes. it over the plate? You could throw a strike, but it would look like if I threw a hundred pitches, it would look like the slowest changeup pitches mm-hmm. God has ever created. Like, meanwhile, you you need Tommy John derby. surgery after the fourth pitch. Yeah, home run derby. Try and strike out Bryce Harper. 
I dare you. <laughs> After a month of trying, I dare you to try and do it. And now we're not even talking about fielding. Like, go go play shortstop. Good luck with that. Now, could you play first base? <laughs> so, do you think if you were in, if you were um, first base, or possibly, um, we'll say right field? I'm going to eliminate outfield because you have to be wicked fast to play outfield. Yes. Uh, first base, I get what you're saying. I actually think, I actually think if you. If you tried, you could maybe do catcher mm-hmm. because you're calling pitches. You're calling pitches. So the hardest part of physically about being a catcher is the squatting and then having to throw to second. Yeah. But you could do you could do strategy. Like you could you could at least study the other team and be like, this guy is terrible when you hit the outside corner. So if I'm a catcher, I could at least maybe help the pitcher throw pitches and I can catch. And if you, if you worked um, with, uh, if you worked with the same pitcher for a month, you'd start to know where his pitches were going to go when you called them. That's exactly right. Yes. Now, now mind you, I'm not going out there as a catcher unless I'm wearing Knight's armor Yeah, because I'm not catching all of them. I mean, it, it's clang, clang, how many, clang. how many like, cups, how many cups would you wear? <laughs> I wouldn't wear any. I have the knight's armor on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I'd still I, wear the I, cup I, under the knight's armor. <laughs> I bet if they threw me a hundred pitches, I catch thirty. Okay, now, that's fair. The, now the, the now the ump, you know that bag that the ump has around his waist with all the extra baseballs. Yeah, he's going to need a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to need Tommy John surgery. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're down to the final two. Let's get through these. Okay, I thought there was there was a definite final two and i ran this by some people and they agree with me completely mm-hmm. one friend that disagrees with he thinks two should be one okay. but everybody else thinks number one is right two is mma and boxing yeah um cm punk you're you yeah you know wrestling uh-huh. cm punk was one of the best wrestlers of his time, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. His matches, his matches were incredible. Mm-hmm. You got to be, you got to be crazy, and you got to be tough, and you got to be muscular to do wrestling. CM Punk took over a year where that's all he did was train to be an MMA, and got beaten within an inch of life. These guys, these MMA guys, I, I, I've dealt with them. I've actually hung out with Sergio Pettis and, and his brother, Anthony Pettis. I've met him. Mm-hmm. They don't, don't think like us. <laughs> their mentality is very different. And, and the physical skills they have, like they can kill people whenever they want to, whenever they want. There's no way you give an average guy a month and he can do anything inside, inside an octagon. Okay. No I've, got, I've got an example like that. I, I completely agree with you. There was a, a, a girl I used to work with her husband, decided one time he wanted to get into mixed martial arts. So he trained for months and months, finally had his first match. And this is, he's probably, he and I are the same age. So he was probably mid twenties, mid to late twenties gets in the ring, gets demolished within the first like minute. And this is a guy against another guy, kind of about his same level, like not even like a a major professional just got destroyed. So yeah. th- there is zero. Ch- you wouldn't land a hit. You could have somebody toy no. with you. One, and I don't think no. you could take a punch or a kick. No, no. I, I, I ran this by one of my buddies, and he said, what would your theory be? Would your theory be to run? And I was like, no. Here's what I'd do. They'd ring the bell. I'd run right up to the guy. 
I threw as many haymakers as I possibly could and know I'm going to sleep in a minute and it'll all be over. Just let it just let it go dark. I would just I would just yes, I would just go in there because I'd much rather be knocked out than submitted. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm knocked out, hopefully I don't remember it. But if, if you get me in an arm lock and I forget how to tap because I'm paralyzed with pain and fear, all of a sudden my elbow's wrapped around my knee. This guy refuses no, to no. tap. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 thank you. I, uh, the, the same buddy that I, that we were laughing, he was a police officer for 11 years. Mm-hmm. He, he said... Even after all my training, I'd get killed. I, he said. He said I wouldn't last twenty seconds in an MMA match. <laughs> so, no, and I think with I think with boxing, if you were to get in there with some heavyweight or even a guy, oh. even a guy who's the same weight class as you, and you throw up your hands and he and you block, you're still going to get knocked out as he punches your arms. Yeah. Do Do you remember the movie Jackass, the very yeah. first one? Uh-huh. They did the scene where Butterbean fought Johnny Knoxville, but and they did it in a department store. Yeah, which I remember hilarious. that. With with what, three punches, he put Johnny Knoxville in the hospital. Yeah. So even if you're an average guy out there and you're a heavyweight and you had to fight Manny Pacquiao, you would go to the hospital. Yep. Manny Pacquiao would put a 250-pound guy in the hospital. <laughs> now, now imagine fighting Brock Lesnar. <laughs> 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 or Daniel Cormier. Oh my oh, congratulations. god! You get to you get to fight Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> so wow. All right, number number one. And finally, this is the clear number. Mm-hmm. It's it's ice it's, hockey. It, it's got to be. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. So, I don't know. I I might be okay. with your friend who said uh, who said boxing number one. Convince okay. me. Convince now, me that hockey would okay. be the hardest. Matt, can you walk? Yes. Can you bob up and down on your on the on the balls of your feet? Yes. Can you throw a punch, no matter how ridiculous it looks? Can you throw a punch? Kind of, yeah. Can you kick someone in the leg? Oh, all the time. Yes. Can you ice skate? In a straight line. We have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even without withholding the stick. Ice hockey to the average guy is basically MMA, but now you're on ice. So I'd like you to imagine that you have one month, Matt, from now, mm-hmm. and you get to play against the Washington Capitals. You have one month to learn how to A, skate, B, stop, C, skate backwards, D, learn how to dribble the puck with a stick E, try and shoot the puck yeah. with the stick. Oh, by the way, you're going up against six foot five guys who are a little mentally crazy, who have been doing this their entire lives, who can skate up to 40 miles an hour. This is the one you look the most ridiculous. You look like a newborn giraffe out there compared to the other compared to the other skaters. To me, it's ice hockey and it's not close. It's what? not even know. close. When you have the when you have the ice skating X factor, the ice skating is the big, is, that's the big difference maker right there. Although I would say the other things you got going against you on the other side is with boxing, it's just, or MMA, it's just you, you know, it's just you and the other guy. So you're going to look absolutely ridiculous with a what team. What are you talking about? It's just you. What happens when your teammate passes you the puck 
And now, now but no, no one says one no one says you one have on to. One. But no one says you had to like score. I mean, if you just were able to skate and kind of like maybe pass the the puck real quick, you know, you don't have to be good, but you could at least pass participate the puck real quick. Like it, like it, or or, or skate, or skate away from it. You can kind of, you can kind of stand. It's kind of like an octagon. It's kind of like an octagon. You're stuck. You are in the ring, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what, but you're also. It's kind of like back to football. There are other positions. What if you were the goalie? If if I said you can be the goalie for the Red Wings for one game, or you got to go in and fight Manny Pacquiao, which one you do you think you're a, gonna? I would much rather be the goalie in a, no, in a hockey no, game. No, 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 no. I did not say which one you pick. I said which one will you look the most ridiculous. You in all Matt, I've known you for years. You would look way more ridiculous in all that goalie gear trying to stop slap slap shots from Ovechkin than trying to box. You you couldn't make it to the bench to the actual goal. Without no. slipping and falling I, at least once. I would look the same crouching or standing up where wearing that deer. <laughs> at least you can walk into the ring. But with my butt, like I may with all that padding standing in, I may actually just by accident block a couple of, of pucks. There's no way I'm well, landing a shot well, or making it past well, yeah, thirty seconds with Manny. Yeah, but you're gonna block some of his punches with your face, but it doesn't mean you're doing a good job. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, with if you have a month training with a great boxing partner, you might you you might at least learn a touch of footwork, a mm-hmm. touch. You might learn, you might be able to land one body shot. You're not going to do anything, anything productive in ice hockey. It's not going to happen, and. You're not going to be able to stop. You're not going to be able to go backwards. You are going to look the most ridiculous trying to play ice hockey. Any position other than goalie, I, I I'll agree with you. I think goalie is the that's the that's the difference maker in why I would still say I would rather do that than get into the ring or the octagon. I would love to have you in the room with ten NHL goalies and have them listen to you just say. <laughs> that no 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 i can play goalie <laughs> and, yeah, i could do it the, i don't see what's so hard about it <laughs> i mean i, think, I mean the, I, I think the, the padding does all think, the work <laughs> i think the first slap shot you took off the helmet you would be begging for manny pacquiao to blast you in the face <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> like can, can i tap out of being the goalie <laughs> yeah. what's he doing yeah. why does he keep tapping the ice no, I, 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 I think you can at least move around in a boxing ring or MMA. You cannot move around on the ice. There's no way. You might Not, be able to like, dance around and survive one round, like just get in there and then just play no, total defense. No, if rounds are 21 seconds, maybe, but no, no. <laughs> so, he won't. So. He won't stand up off of his bench. I actually ran this list by 10 people and one guy said he thought MMA should be one and ice hockey two, mm-hmm. even, even with the, even with the ice skating thing. So, so that's my 10. I have basketball, 10, cycling, nine, eight golf, seven, the tennis beach volleyball combo with the serves, six soccer, five football and rugby, four auto racing, three baseball, two MMA and one ice hockey. So I think, I think that's a solid list. I think the only, uh, the only issues I had were maybe swapping uh, golf and cycling, but I think the biggest leap, I think out of all those, the biggest leap is between whatever golf or cycling and then tennis. 
<laughs> I still no, say I, that's right. the that's you're the right. biggest gap between. All right, I got a shot to 100%. no way in hell, <laughs> no way, yes, no way. <laughs> well, I'll be interested <laughs> to hear uh, anybody listening. If you want to leave uh, leave your comments below on how you think that that list uh, rolled out, where we got it wrong, where Andy got it right, um, you know, please feel free to let us know. Andy, such a great topic. Thank what you. A, what a great bar topic. Right? I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's one of my favorites. One yeah. of my favorites. You know, we Thank might have to we, on, man. we might have to revisit this again and do Olympic sports. Oh, hundred percent. You know, you know, curling's number like one as far as I could do that. Because I would like to see somebody <laughs> like do the 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 forty, the, you know, the forty. Uh, 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 have a guy do the balance beam. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see any guy do the uh, the the uneven bars. Takes one shot to the groin, yeah, <laughs> and lays yeah, there yeah, on the mat. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the only uneven after that is my knee. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Andy, uh, good luck. Give everybody a, a quick uh, or give your uh, podcast another quick plug again. Where can they listen to your British Open breakdown? Uh, the golf betting guys. We had a hilarious uh, hour and a half podcast with all kinds of picks, predictions, fun games. Don't listen. Listen to it with kids around. <laughs> it's for adults only. <laughs> kids, I got a new podcast really to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't listen to it with women around. Uh, uh, with the super religious people around. Basically, very just be alone. People, just you in a dark room yeah. with your, your your phone. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank yeah, you for so joining yeah, the us. Podcast is, is the golf betting guys. Oh, All thanks right. for having me, man. All right, we'll talk again soon. Thanks. See ya.